why. I'm better than you. My eyes are red. I was in the back smoking a joint, but then again, you know it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's your boy Stevie Jobber. And it's your boy Dangerous Duke. Welcome back to the Dangerous Jobbers podcast, putting wrestling over one podcast at a time. You damn right. Can I tell you, it feels so good to say that. I ain't say that in a minute. I know, it's been a little while, right? I just got chills for some reason. I don't know what it is, but... It's been a little bit. I feel like I haven't haven't seen you in forever or talked to you in forever, (laughs) man. Man, I don't know what's been going on. It's been been so long since those days and... In the in the Airbnbs, Florida. Yeah, man. Sunshine Paradise. is different. It's, it's never been the same. Never. Or whatever that Drake album was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you if you're listening for the first time, um, this is our cheap our cheap plug segment. Uh Duke, tell them where they can find us. Sure, sure, sure. So First things first, if you guys been here before, welcome back. You already know the drill. Thank you for coming back again. But if you haven't been here before, if this is your first time here, like we said, that's Stevie Jobber. I'm Dangerous Duke. You could find us on all podcasting platforms, be it Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, YouTube. Just go over to one of them, one of them apps, type in Dangerous Jobbers Podcast. You'll find us there. Make sure you hit the subscribe button, hit the bell for the notifications, all that good stuff. You can find us on Instagram at Dangerous Jobber Podcast and Dangerous Jobber. You can find us on Twitter at Dangerous Jobber. And last but not least, make sure you check out the website, DangerousJobbersWebsite.com. There you can find podcasts. You can find rest of the pods. You can find uh, monthly rundowns, just all that kind of dope stuff. Just make sure you stay up to date on everything myself and Stevie Jabber are bringing to you. Boom. One, two, three. That's it. Mm-hmm. All right. And as uh, every regular weekly pod, we have the wrestler of the pod this week, multiple time wrestler of the pod, Jacob Fatu. Uh, the bloodline just keeps getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Mm-hmm. One of the Greatest MLW World Champions has now won the MLW Openweight Championship in a weird freak of uh, uh, a multi-universal thing. Uh, We live in a world where Fatou's the Openweight Champion and Hammerstone is the MLW Heavyweight Champion. But soon I feel those things will change. Yeah, man. Got for now. Gotta love it when the when the MLW bloodline, the SWAT team, if you will, starts collecting all the gold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never know. Sooner or later, it might happen. So, rest for now, wrestler of the pod. Uh, congratulations to Jacob Fatu, the new MLW open weight champion. Yes, sir. Um, been moving on. We're here for two main reasons. The two main reasons are because the show is coming up and the show has just passed. As we're mm-hmm. recording this, AEW Forbidden Door 2 is over. Yeah. And um, I feel like all good things can be said because this is the kind of event that they uh, really uh. 
they really work in tandem for. This is this is kind of what AEW does best is just build big shows with big matches. So this was a um an undeniable W for them. Uh, yeah. we, we don't talk about all the big points, but I think we're just gonna touch on the the things that really hit home. Yeah. And and not for nothing, before we get started, I just want to say I feel like this forbidden door might rival the first one. I think this one might have been better than the first. That's just my humble opinion. I don't know what all the other listeners think, but for the most part, I think the entire show delivered, which is a rarity considering the last couple, you know, events that AEW's thrown together. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this show definitely delivered for them. And like you said, they do the best when there's big matches involved and there's other outside people involved. So I, I feel like they did deliver with this show. Yeah, it felt like a wrestling Olympics. In a sense, yeah, it kind of did. Just competition. Just the best yeah. of the best, you know. But I'm going to get started on the first match. The first match I want to touch on, mm-hmm. one of the first matches of the night, MJF versus... Hiroshi Tanahashi. Now, I really didn't expect much of this match, surprisingly, but considering that they didn't really build for it, they kind of built for it in, what, like two weeks? Mm-hmm. And most of the time, it was just MJF saying, no, I'm not going to do it. Still wound up doing it. Mm-hmm. And I expected, I expected something more, but it was just like your basic, it, it was just like a regular match. I think the biggest point for me was what happened after the match. Obviously, we know MJF came out on top, defended his title. Pretty sure everyone expected that to happen. I don't think anyone expected a New Japan guy to be the AEW champion. Um, The funny thing for me, though, was after the match, MJF being the classic heel that he is right now, took the Twitter, he took the Instagram, started posting videos up and tweets the first was the video of him from the airport, quote unquote, mm. just beat Tanahashi. Already knew I was going to do it. Now I'm jumping on a plane and getting out of here. And I pretty much just calling him a bum and all these other things. And then the next thing was the tweet. He said, I scheduled this tweet to come out now because I already knew I was going to beat Tanahashi and be out of the building by this time. Wow. So him just being the classic heel that he is, just putting them little Easter eggs in there, I got a bigger kick out of that than the actual match itself. I mean, the match wasn't terrible. Decent match, quality match, but what happened after the match for me was better than what happened during the match. He's one of the best, man. Mm -hmm. He's one of the best heels. Arguably, arguably, the best heel right now possibly could be possibly. a one and a arguably could, could be a one and a one a never but, know yeah yeah somebody's uh, but that's for another day that that's for another day for another topic and then the next match i wanted to touch on was a match that happened a little bit after that punk versus kojima mm-hmm. dude they booed the hell out of this man from start to end. Like, and, and not a lot of people, I'm pretty sure not a lot of American fans know who Kojima is. Mm-hmm. 
but they booed the hell out of Punk from like the start of the match to the end of the match. How interesting is that? How it's interesting that, is that? He don't get that Chicago love everywhere. He might he, he might be in a in a John phase where he'll get cheered in one place and then just completely booed in another. I don't know how I feel about it either, quite frankly. I think it's just going to help with the heel turn that's going to wind up coming sooner or later. He's got to turn heel, right? He's got yeah. To. I think and that he's I better think that... as a bad guy anyway. Oh, yeah, he he always was. He just Like like we've said before, Punk he might be kind of a dick. So he might be kind of a dick, like you know. So him but, as a I heel mean, might not be the most terrible thing in the world. I feel like if he can stand on it. Well, yeah, and that was it during the match. It didn't seem to affect them that they were booing the hell out of him because he was feeding into it. Like they had a he had Kojima on the on the turnbuckle and he's hitting him with them clotheslines in the turnbuckle and he's like Lariat, Lariat. Kojima, mm-hmm. Koji, like he's just sitting there messing with him the whole time, and he's feeding into the crowd. And every time he says something, they boo louder and louder. So he he knows what's going on. He's feeding into he's, it, obviously. He's, he's stepping into it, and I I feel like that's the kind of thing I can get behind. I don't know yeah. necessarily. You know, he might be a bit of an asshole, but at least he's not. Hiding it. it, yeah, like yeah. he's he knows, he knows. It's like, like he said during the first episode of Collision. Like he he basically said he knows he's not going to be everyone's cup of tea every week. One week he'll be, you know, the king and on cloud nine. Then the next week they'll blow him out the arena. But as long as you know that, then you know what to do. You you yeah. know how to you know how to work the crowd at that point. He's basically he's basically pulling. I'm Batman. Like yeah. I'm not the hero. It's like I'm not the, I'm not the hero you wanted. I'm the hero you deserve. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I, I, you gotta stand. I mean, you gotta respect him for standing on it. Yeah, you gotta respect him for standing on it. And he hasn't been injured yet, so. Yeah, I know. You know three as weeks. As long as three... he shows up every week. <laughs> Two two weeks in, and we still don't have an injury or a botch. So I'm as okay long as it. he can still go, I guess mm-hmm. we have to forgive him. Exactly. For the time being, and he got the W. So you know, you get what you get with that. Yeah, yeah. Talking about other eventual heel turns. Hmm. Um, Jack Perry in some weird, in some weird, I don't even know where they went with this with this booking for this specific match mm-hmm. it seemed like the only match on the card that didn't quite make any sense but jungle boy jack perry gets an iwgp world heavyweight championship match against sonata mm-hmm. which inevitably seemed like a squash um i'm sorry jack but come on Sonata's, like everybody not as like... my boy. You know what I mean? And Jack, I mean, come on. You just beat Christian. You know what I mean? You're just like beat. just beat Christian. And don't get me wrong, Christian's historic. He's he's first ballot Hall of Famer. But you have got to be the longest person 
<laughs> you've got you've got to be Guinness World Record for the the longest uh it's ever taken a person to beat Christian Cage. I mean, it's yeah. never taken anybody that long <laughs> to be to beat Christian. I mean, come on. What it take my about a year? Probably longer than that. Probably longer than that. It's been forever. It's been forever. And Christian is still more over somehow. Right. What world do we live in? He's not even the TNT champion. He gets a louder pop than the TNT champion, and he's not even his belt, but he's like holding it. I digress, it, man. I digress. Because this it's is just gonna charisma. be a wormhole of things, and it's gonna it's sound that, like I, it's Captain Charisma, man. It's gonna sound like I don't like Jack Perry, but and I and I do. Do you anyway? Know? Inevitably, I do. Inevitably, <laughs> even that sounds insulting. Jack loses. Mm-hmm. Jack loses. Um, his good friend Hook, who they're in the same demographic of, I have to believe, is the only reason this pairing exists. Um, comes out to aid him and you know, you know, hold him high. Like, let's still show this guy respect. You know, he went out there with a world championship match and mm-hmm. lost for the second time in a row, but he put his heart out there and he's a he's a good kid and you know, maybe he's not quite as edgy as I am, but let's let's give him a hand, guys. And um, Jack clotheslines him, and I gotta tell you, of all the people you could have clotheslined, I I don't know that you wanted to clothesline up. I don't know. You just earned yourself a dance with the devil. Then you held up his, you held his belt. I don't know that you want to touch his stuff. Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy that just likes people touching his stuff. Dude, he don't like it when people touch his chips. Can you imagine what he's going to do to you if you touch his and belt? These, and these New York dudes, man, they, they got a thing about loyalty. Mm. I just don't know that this is where Jack wanted to go. You 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 had to do something with Jack though because Jack was getting stagnant. He was. It was getting it was getting kind of stale at this point, and it was like, all right, you got to do something with the dude. You can't just keep having him be, you know, bright eyed, bushy tail, baby face that keeps trying and trying and trying, and nothing comes of it. You know, mm-hmm. you only have you you only fit into a certain extent of in a certain area for so long. And for him, it was like dwindling and dwindling. Something had to change. So I feel like this was the right thing for him. But again, it's also Hook that we're talking about. He don't play. So you know, and he don't even got to say nothing to make you tune in. It's just like he shows up, the music hits, and it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, I'm excited about this, not for what Hook's going to say. I know what he's ass gonna do. is coming. Exactly. Just, I just know I'm excited because he's never really had a reason to be upset. Mm-hmm. He just been upset. Exactly. And now you've pissed him off. <laughs> and it's like, oh, no. But now that makes you wonder, what is he going to say? Mm. 
Or is he just going to go out anything. there and whoop ass? Is he going to turn into full Taz? He start coming out with the towel over his head, just choking up this out. <laughs> nah, he ain't he ain't gonna come out with the towel on his head. He gonna come out just with the towel in his hand, and then probably choke him with the towel. Choke him with the towel. Oh, even better, even better. He gonna beat he he gonna even beat better. Jack Perry like Jack Perry owe him money. Ring the towel around his neck. Oh, mm-hmm. that would be even sicker. That would be even sick. That would be like a generational step up. That's he, like gonna... for the Taz family. That's the figure eight. <laughs> yeah, instead of choking him, Dude, he gonna beat that man. Like I'm gonna start choking him with the towel. That's a family tradition to have. That's he crazy. gonna beat that man like a redheaded stepchild. Oh my goodness! Whip that boy all around that ring. Sad, but in all honesty, um, now that Hook and Jack could potentially have something really good. And some sort of story that's brand new and has the potential to be very good for the two of them, for the FTW championship, and just really dig into some good storytelling if they do this right. So in my new faith in AEW, I'm really hoping that they've spaced everything out enough to write a story for these two that is going to be good. I think it can be, especially with the second show now. I I think it can be. So, I mean, I just, I hope so. I hope so. Um, But as far as stories I know have been really good and uh, might need a part three, the sequel to the IWGP United States Championship, mm-hmm. uh, the cleaner Kenny Omega and the aerial assassin Will Ospreay. I mean, I, I wrote just a few things down for talking points for the show. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I had written next to this match was um, Kenny in New Japan is a genius. Yes. I don't know that Kenny in the States has worked nearly as well, if really well at all in retrospect to what it was supposed to do. But New Japan Kenny Omega makes all the sense in the world. Well, I w- I I say I agree with you, but there's a reason because if you notice, New Japan and AEW run two different ways. AEW tries to run off of a WWE ish format, in a sense, like mm-hmm. it, they have a WWE format, but they're kind of WCW in a way. New Japan runs its own thing. New Japan does a, a completely separate type of formatting of their shows, rundown of their shows. It's completely different than what AEW does. So I think Kenny fits more the Japan scheme because that's where most of his success came from. That's where he was built up. That's how he came about. Not a lot of people know Kenny in the States, and Kenny hasn't had a lot of action in the States mainstream. This is the most mainstream he's been. 
So I think when you can pair him with somebody from where his best style was, that's when you're going to get the best version of him. It's almost like Jericho when Jericho went back to Japan mm-hmm. and, and Painmaker came out and he created mm-hmm. the Painmaker. You start getting that better he version. Just knew of, how to, yeah. You start getting that better version of Jericho. He knew how to adapt to the style. Exactly. And it was like a switch. It was like a light switch. He hasn't been in Japan in what? I think it was like 10 years or something like that, 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. And then he was able to just snap that switch and go right back to Lionheart Jericho. Like he was able to go back and become Painmaker. That's what so it I, is. I think that's what it was with Kenny. You pair him with somebody from that style, from that area, it's just going to be like turning a light switch on and you go right back to where you were. I don't know, man. Um, I'll say this because now that makes me think two things. Um, I'll stay on my original point, but it it made me think that maybe that's why Kenny feels so weird on AEW. And it just hasn't clicked the way that we thought it did, Mm -hmm. thought it would. Like, I know everyone had an initial expectation for the, the belt collector. And if we're being completely honest, I don't think it hit quite as well as it should have. Um, especially considering what Roman Reigns has done with two belts. Yeah. I certainly think they could have done it better. It could have felt way more impactful and Mm -hmm. didn't quite do that. I believe he, maybe it's because he hasn't, he doesn't have that Jericho change up. Like he can only be New Japan Kenny and maybe New Japan Kenny doesn't really work as well in the States. And he just doesn't have that crossover. Yeah. Which is why for a while it was like Kenny's back and that's great and all for the matches. But I don't really know what that does for me personally as far as quality of show. And feeling um, and feeling invested. And the last time I was invested in Kenny was when they were doing this first match um at Wrestle Kingdom. And it just felt big again. Like Kenny mm-hmm. felt big again. Osprey was already big. And it felt Osprey was pissed off. And it felt Oh yeah, you're talking about last yeah, last year. The last year. Okay, so when yeah. he beat him for the belt, it didn't really make sense to me unless they were doing it more than once and it was supposed to be bigger. Because I remember being upset that they really let Kenny win. Because I yeah. felt bad for Osprey, but I was hoping that it would it would be a a bigger a bigger payoff, and it was because the payoff and the reason why Kenny in New Japan is a genius is because he really has been working as a New Japan double agent the entire time mm-hmm. to take the IWGP United States Championship from where it was at the time globally Mm -hmm. and move it to a higher level by putting Osprey back as the champion at a higher place with the whole world watching instead of just the New Japan people. Yeah, and when you put it that way, it kind of makes sense as to why Kenny won the first time. Exactly. So now I don't feel quite as bad because I understand what yeah. he was trying to do. Exactly. He was just trying to get the title off Osprey, 
bring it here. Mm-hmm. You get you get Kenny with a new title that nobody's ever seen. It's like, wait a minute. I thought WWE yeah. was the only people with a US title. Where yeah. where'd they get that? What promotion is that from? It makes right. you want to do your research and figure out how he got this belt. Who did he beat for it? Mm-hmm. Then you see who he beat, and it's like, oh shit, this guy's good. Mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. see that match again. And and then again for all the people that haven't seen enough of Osprey to be impressed, get to see him against Kenny Omega, who's like the guy, mm-hmm. and win clean. And, and in a like, great man, match, arguably the best match of the night. And arguably the best match of the night. And you're like, man, I gotta, you gotta pay attention. Yeah, it makes you want to be invested for that third one. So it was it was genius on Kenny's part. New Japan Kenny is, is a monster. I don't know why it won't translate to states, but New Japan Kenny is is a freaking genius. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, and again, speaking of geniuses. Um, the biggest thing, um, I mean, I have I have three different points. First point, Brian Danielson versus Kazuchika Okada. First of all, this match is happening. How? First of all, that's incredible, right? Second. They got the final countdown for Brian Danielson. <laughs> and the place erupted. ROH, man. ROH days. And they announced, and then on top of that, bring it up another level. They announced them as in the tag, in the nameplate for like the first time, I think. In the quotations, the American dragon, Brian Danielson, he's got the hair UFC braided back. My man came to fight. You know Ooh. what I mean? This is big. This is the American <laughs> dragon. This is. Took me back to 2009 all over again. And this was, I mean, it was like. It was like if you had any doubt. Da-na-na. Because, you know, in some of these super matches, you wonder, is it going to be as good as you as you as the hype is? Is it going to match the hype? That was me during the whole match. You have so much expectation. um, Before the match happens and then seeing that just that entrance. With that nameplate with Daniel's hair and the energy, you're like. I don't know why I even doubted. They're yeah. about to blow the roof off the place. It was a match that really had no build, but didn't need a build. It didn't need it. It had one promo package, and that was it. That was it. Danielson did what he needed to do, and Okada just opened the damn door and walked through. That I never, was it. That's I, I, all you needed for that beautiful spectacle of a match. I never want to see Brian Danielson as not the American Dragon ever again. Yeah, and Daniel Daniel Bryan's dead. We don't need Daniel Bryan no I more. I need the American Dragon. We just want American Dragon okay. Brian Danielson. If Not Jake Long. No. Brian Danielson. <laughs> oh my god, a Jake Long reference. <laughs> you know that song's going to be in my American head now that you just said that. Okay. Um, 
I'm the Mac Daddy Dragon of the NYC. Look, see, now it's in my head. Terrible. But no, all things considered, man, the match, the match itself was great. Again, like we said, if if Omega and Osprey weren't the match of the night, this was the match of the night. Yeah. It it pretty much just showed why Okada is one of the best in the world and why Danielson is still one of the best in the world. If you didn't if you didn't believe it, you better believe it. Which leads me to my final bullet point on that match. Mm -hmm. I know that it sucks that WWE isn't involved in more of these things, but at least outside of WWE, I feel like this Forbidden Door is better than the first one only because... For a moment in time, I don't have any reservations about AEW. Mm -hmm. For just the moment in time of what Forbidden Door means for wrestling, yeah, I can 100% fully get behind AEW because at the end of the day, they're about fucking pro wrestling. If everything exactly. else is shit, and I've always said this as well, because I've knocked them for a while, but I've always said it's the best wrestling every week. Almost to a detriment. But in this moment in time for what Forbidden Door 2 does for wrestling in general, um, at the end of the day, it, they were about fucking pro wrestling to the highest, the highest, the highest levels. Yes. And I think this match was like the crowning of the best in the world officially. Yes. Does it feel like after Brian winning that match, he is the best in the world? Did it feel like a crowning ceremony of like this is I mean quite possibly wrestler on the face of the earth today? I, I'll take it, I'll take it a step further and not just Brian Danielson. I'll say that this pay-per-view felt like a crowning of who the best, some of the best professional wrestlers in the world are, not the sports entertainers, the wrestlers, like actually mm-hmm. re- like wrestling abilities. Because you figure, look at look at the three matches we ran down. Not even the first two, just the last three we ran down. Mm-hmm. Jack Perry and Sonata. It it went the way you wanted it to go with Sonata winning and showing that he's one of the best in the world. Otherwise, he wouldn't be the IWGP champion. Mm-hmm. And then you have Omega and Osprey. At the end of the day, nobody looked bad in that match. Mm-hmm. They both looked great. They both showed that they're two of the best in the world that can still do this. And then you had um, Danielson and Okada. Okada's, for the last 10 years, been the best or one of the best, top two or three in the world. And Kenny Omega, he might have taken a step back a tiny bit, but he showed, hey, I can still do this. I'm still I'm still the person. Mm-hmm. Or not, not, not Okada, um, not, not Kenny, Danielson. Mm-hmm. Danielson showed he can still do this. He might have taken a step back with injury and whatnot, but he can still do this. Literally, this 
all these people, they show that we can still, we're still one of the best. We might not be the top promotion, mm -hmm. but just because you're not in the top promotion doesn't mean you're the top player in the world. Mm. So I feel like they showed with this pay-per-view that they have some of the best talent in the world, better than WWE. I can agree with that. I mean, at the end of the day, man, they 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 do some really good fucking wrestling. Like, like the booking might not always be the greatest, mm. but the the in ring ability and the talent that's something you can't miss. That's something that doesn't go unnoticed. And it's it shows like this that that can you can kind of take a step back from it, when it's okay to take a step back from the writing and just enjoy the matches for yeah. the dream matches that they are. And that's literally what this is. This is just a pay-per-view for the dream matches. And for like 80, 90% of this pay-per-view, the dream matches delivered. Like there was even matches that we didn't touch on that were still top quality matches. Yeah, like yeah. We're, we're glossing over some, some other incredible matches as well. But yeah, they're just the whole pay-per-view really. Yeah, I, I think in the whole pay-per-view, there was maybe like maybe one or two matches that didn't really hit. And one of them was probably in the in the zero hours in the zero yeah. hour segment. So, all things considered, man, they delivered on this. I have I really don't have any complaints on it. Yeah, yeah, this was a big W for them. Um, but moving on from one pay per view to an upcoming pay per view, uh, WWE Money in the Bank in London. London is. This Saturday, uh, as this as this is uh, as this is dropping in, mm -hmm. um, we're just gonna do predictions, man. Thread some story. Yeah. So, obviously, we like you just said, Money in the Bank taking place in London. Special start time at three p.m. Thank three p.m. Three p.m. because it's London. At least, at least it's not you know nine a.m. right or ten a.m. like the Saudi shows. Right, but. Early start time, 3 p.m. Not terrible. Could be My better, could be worse. Crazy. Yes, it is. Don't worry. That's why I'm here. I'm gonna sit here and watch it for you. If you can. <laughs> but we got six matches to run down. Um, I'm gonna go through these matches in order of importance. They might not be in the same order of importance as you, but I'm just gonna go through them in order of importance from least important to the most important. Yeah. So the first match we're going to run down is one, the most recent one that was just added. Uh, and it is for the WWE Women's Tag Team Titles, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler versus Raquel Rodriguez and a returning Liv Morgan. So I feel like this match honestly was just added to give an extra match to the card. Um. Ironically enough, me personally, I'm not too invested in this match. Um, and you know what? I I did have a person picked for this match, but I'm just going to be honest. I don't think they're going to lose the titles this quick. So for me, my pick, I'm taking, unfortunately, <laughs> Ronda Rousey and fortunately Shayna Baszler. Yeah, you couldn't be more right. Um, congratulations on coming back, Liv. But 
they run the women's division now. Yeah, and I, I, and I don't, I no don't see offense, them losing. But they should not be losing to y'all. So, so. They, they shouldn't. The only reservations right. I had about this match was that Money in the Bank has always been Liv's pay per view for some odd reason. Like Liv oh, yeah. always shows off and shows out at a Money in the Bank. I, I have no doubt that won't be the same. But it's it's like Money in the Bank is almost her WrestleMania. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, even Shawn Michaels started losing at WrestleMania to put people over at some point. So I'm I'm taking Ronda and Shayna here. Yeah, she just don't need it. She needs reshaping. And if they're really building a tag division, their tag team needs to get stronger. Mm-hmm. The only legitimate tag team besides Caden Carter, Katana Chance, and the young ladies that just lost in Alba Fire and Ice with Dawn. Yeah. For the unification of the titles. They're in a rebuild. Mm-hmm. You need to focus yeah. on making your new tag a legitimate tag because right now Rhonda and Shane are the only strong tag besides the rookies. The women's tag division is the Washington Wizards of the NBA. <laughs> the Washington Wizards of the NBA. They're they're in a complete and like total rebuild. rebuild. Yeah, they're always in rebuild. They're just not even that. They're 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 the Charlotte Hornets of, of the WWE. Oh, Oh, you have one star in that division, and that's it. Poor Hornets. Ronda is the Lamelo Ball of Stop. WWE. <laughs> you you got one star, and that's it. Stop. Uh, Dita Toy Hunter is gonna appreciate that reference. Don't call it Lamelo Dog. Uh, and then the next match we have, it's a toss. It's a toss up that. It's this low, but I feel like it has to go here. We have the women's money in the bank ladder match. Zelina Vega, mm. Becky Lynch, mm. Zoe Starks, mm. Trish Stratus, mm. Bailey, and EO Sky. Bailey, now EO. Bailey, EO. Trish Zoe. Becky Zelina. Becky Zelina. Who's your pick? You go first. You know what? I'm looking at this right now, right? And it's not, I don't think it's going to be Trish. Rhea and uh, Asuka. Asuka. So I don't think it's going to be anyone who's got a partner with them. So I don't think it'll be Bailey or EO. I don't think it'll be Zoe or Trish. So that leaves you, it leaves me, Becky and Zelina. Mm. And I love Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is, obviously, she's been one of my favorites for the last few years. But does Becky really need money in the bank to be Becky Lynch? Just because she's never won it before? Yeah. like that seems so privileged, guys. So I'm 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 still riding the Puerto Rico hype train, man. I'm still riding the backlash hype train. I'm taking Zelina Vega. Can I give I, you a main pick and a dark horse? Okay, go ahead. Like my I like creative would never agree agree with me, but if it was me, 
I would have done this. My dark horse pick. Zelina's my dark horse. Um, but I think I picked Trish. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because Bailey and EO feel better for the tag division right now because my homegirl Dakota Kai is hurt. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. Trish and Zoe ain't going to be no tag team. That's Trish with Zoe Stark. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's Charlotte and Dana Brooke for a minute. Mm-hmm. So it would make more sense for Trish to win. Um, Becky don't need it. But if they keep in line with Becky versus Trish and Trish ends up finding a way to cash in, very easy angle on launching Becky back into the women's title scene later. Um, And then who else did we have? Zelina? And Zelina's my dark horse. Because in reality, I would want Zelina to win because she's the most likely to need it. But at the same time, creative to get behind Zelina and a way that solidifies her becoming a women's champion. Like it's it's a decision that they've made. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to believe. So. I just I I just gotta ride the Puerto Rico hype train. That it just it I makes want sense. It. I, I, I it want makes it. it makes sense for me that it needs to happen. Because I don't see I don't see anybody who has muscle or backup mm-hmm. in the match winning, so that eliminates four people right off the bat. That eliminates Zoe. That eliminates Trish. That eliminates yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, and then Becky doesn't need it Becky to be back in it. to be back in the women's I mean, title listen, I totally agree with you. Process of elimination. Zelina is the best choice. Mm-hmm. The best choice. I just I don't know the creative is ready to put that stamp on her completely come on hunter you heard puerto rico but but at the same time as i'll get into later triple h has been really good at pissing me off and creating moments like i said i'll get into it later and Mm -hmm. creating moments where he'll create a space and time where everyone in the match matters and it feels like the person that on paper no chance is mm-hmm. going into a very big match feeling like if there was any moment it could happen, it would be right now. Yeah. So for just that match, you're able to suspend your disbelief, even on paper. If a month ago you saw it on paper and was like easy squash. Mm-hmm. Somehow he has the writing ability to get that person there at a place where if they were going to win at any point in time. This would be the moment. So maybe. So I don't know. I don't know. All right. So the next match I have. Dominic Mysterio. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Versus Cody Rhodes. And you know what? 
I think this match, I, I, I'm loving this feud right now, <laughs> mainly because Dom isn't saying anything, uh, and it's working. Like we, like, do we know if Dom can talk? Kind of. Do we need Dom to talk? No. Just show up, let Rhea talk, and then just let Cody rebuttal. Like, is this where we've gotten right now, where we have a 25-year-old who is still in the process of learning, yet is one of the most over heels right now, and his mouthpiece is a 26-year-old muscular woman? Come on, dog. I mean, and I'm not saying that in a disrespectful way. I'm saying that in the most, like, endearing way possible. Like, his mouthpiece is a 26-year-old woman who could probably beat up half of the male roster. Come on, dog. Like, is that where we're at in 2023 in the WWE? Did we just recreate Eddie in China out of thin air? Literally out of thin air. Call this shit. Long-term storytelling. <laughs> and if there's anybody on the planet that loves muscular women and long-term storytelling, <laughs> it is Triple H. Oh, my good Lord. <laughs> That was great. If there's anyone on the planet who loves muscular women and long-term <laughs> storytelling, it is Triple H. God, it is Triple H. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Damn it, Yo. Hunter. Yo, and this is the perfect combination. Who's been They are Eddie and China 2.0 to the highest level. It's been Hunter all of and it's been and it's been through long-term storytelling. Jesus. Through super long-term storytelling, full circle moment after full Dude. circle moment to arrive at a place where Dominic Mysterio, through logical storytelling, is able to arrive at a place where he's Eddie in China, but completely Dude, you know hated. Hunter might have the de- Hunter might be Thanos. He might freaking genius. He might have the goddamn Infinity Stones. Cause how can you go? Like he must have been booking this twenty years ago when he was a talent with Eddie. He's an evil genius, dude. This he must have been booking it for this long. Like, wait, hold on, Ray has. And this son. is this is my hold arguable on. thing, right? MJF is like. <laughs> this is gonna sound so nerdy. No, no, I mean, maybe our demographic will get it. Because I'd be looking at the analytics. It's like any really classical anime. Mm -hmm. There's a really hardworking. There's a Vegeta for every Goku. There's somebody there that kind of does more of the work. And you just seem to get it easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> MJF is like Goku. <laughs> MJF puts in all the work to make you hate him. 
And Dom's hate is just so organic. It's like he just Dom he, is Vegeta. He just yeah. <sighs> it's like yes, MJF gets all the praise, but motherfuckers love love Dom for mm-hmm. a whole other like it's a whole other feeling. It's a whole different type of asshole. Yes, and he just he just it's so it just comes out of him. MJF's got to work so hard to keep making you hate him. Mm-hmm. And you just want to boo Dom. Yeah. He just gives you no redeeming qualities. No. And it just is so beautiful. <laughs> if I could say that. It is. But yeah, no. But so to get to the point we're talking about, and so we can move on. Um, it's just amazing to me that Dominic Mysterio in today's age as the arguably also the biggest heel in the business today yes. of reaction alone. It's incredible that we can arrive at a place where Dom is going up against Cody Rhodes. It feels like I, remembering Seth taking the world title from Roman and Brock, mm-hmm. like the heist of the century, this guy that looks this size, that is so unphysically opposing to the other two men in the ring, has just gotten away with the prize of a lifetime without putting in any real work. Exactly. Like, I just showed up and I'm here. I feel like somehow (laughs) being in London in a match with Cody Rhodes as Dominic Mysterio's character itself is the heist of the century. This man is put in no super ring work to get to a level to stand across from Cody Rhodes and somehow off the off the back of being a total slime ball, he is awarded the opportunity to get in the ring with one of the best in wrestling today. And you have to care. Because and he it, could possibly win. And it feels like he could possibly win. Like, <laughs> is it bad that I want him to win? It's like Orange Cassidy getting like the Undertaker. It's like, how did we get here? Like, what, what's it, happening is it, right now? Is it bad that I want Dom to win? Dude, I, I gotta do too. How so, crazy would it be? It's are like, we both, what? Are oh we both God. going for Dom? <sighs> Yes. Holy yes. Shit, yes. Yes, because it doesn't hurt Cody at all, but it does wonders for Dominic Mysterio. You know why? You know why? Because everybody that actually hates Dom, there's going to be two react. There's going to be one reaction all over the world if Dom wins. It's going to be the same line, but it's going to be said two different ways. Dominic Mysterio beats Cody Rhodes. You turn to your buddy and you go, either you say the same line, but you either say it like this, like, oh my God, he just beat Cody Rhodes. Or you go, oh my God, he just beat Cody Rhodes. Right. Either way, it's amazing for Dom. And you know it's and you know there's gonna be some tactics that go into this. He's not winning clean. But if he but but I don't want him to. 
Exactly. I went on a lie, cheat, and steal and find exactly. a way. Because the, <laughs> it just it would it, just feel so good. Chef's like kiss. how how much of a dirtbag can you be to steal a win over the most professional wrestler in the world? <laughs> like my my compliments to the booker if this happens. Yes. Yes. How it's feels it's gonna feel like Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> he walks yes. out of there with a win over Cody Rhodes. Oh my gosh. You Man. have to start looking at him. We have to start looking at him as a world a world title contender. Oh damn. Not before. You just beat the guy. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. With Roman Reigns. I, I know what you mean. The oh. heat. Oh, the ready. heat raining from the building. Oh, man. Okay, let's move on. Let's move All on. Right, so, so much more to talk about. So from one bloodline, or from one, uh, no, from one Judgment Day match, that's what I was trying to say, from one Judgment Day match to another, we have the singles match for the World Heavyweight Championship. Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, a match that is seven years in the making. Mm. something like that seven years six seven years something like that and yeah seven years you know what i am 100 percent confident in my pick and in my judgment that history will not repeat itself and seth will win this match and stay the world heavyweight champion. Yeah, see, this is the thing, man. <clears throat> this is why I wanted to return to this. Somehow, you know, on paper, no way Finn wins. But after Monday... Can I just say my only bullet point I had down for that was um, I love Finn. I Oh, yeah. So, so I love Finn. I, I love Finn. Um, one thing about them New Japan boys. One thing about them New Japan boys, man. Um and original Bullet Club leaders in general. Those first three. No, not even first three. I can't even say that. First, the two, first two. The first two. Those first two really, really had a hold on oh, yeah. what it meant to just be angry. Oh, wait. No, technically, this, technically, you could say the first three because Carl was the leader for like three weeks. Okay. First three. <laughs> first three then. First three then. Because like... If it's something when AJ knew it was time to beat somebody down, he knew how to beat somebody down. And it was a thing that kind of changed after the fourth leader. Um after the third leader. Um, uh, yeah, after the third. Finn in general, it felt like watching the prince. Like he had been holding in all this anger for so long. Mm-hmm. And it felt like he finally let it out. He let all that New Japan out. <laughs> I was watching it back, and I was like, you know what it felt like? It felt like he was sitting at home 
it felt like he'd already he he'd seen the bill for Forbidden Door and he was just pissed he wasn't in it. Yeah. And he's like, I gotta be here dealing with this asshole. So I'm about to take all this anger I have about not being on the show that I helped make and just bring it down on you. <laughs> it, it it felt it felt like when it felt like Finn, it came with a lot of New Japan energy. I was gonna say in a specific New Japan moment, it felt like when he broke up Apollo fifty five. Mm. Like when he broke up Apollo fifty five and literally just beat the hell out of a uh, Takahashi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it felt it felt. I don't know. Like he just kept. <laughs> There's something about when he when he becomes wrestling fans. Um, we just love a fight. Yeah, is it because we from Philly too? I I hear that. Yeah, a lot of, be, for, for, for some reason Philly, a lot of people for some say reason. That. We just want you to let them fight. Yeah. And Finn just wanted to fight. Oh, he he truly became Finley in that moment. Oh like, yeah, he, the that 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 the Irish took over. That Irish blood kicked in and he just wanted to fight. And he fought him all night whether he wanted to fight yeah. or not. He, he fought just that, whipped his he fought ass. He fought that man like he spilled oh, his Guinness. He fought that man like Seth just knocked oh over his pint gosh. of Guinness. He whipped his ass all night like oh oh just um and it felt so good. It felt like it felt it, it, I I it, felt like it New, felt Japan, New Japan. It, it felt, felt very like New Japan. New Japan. Like it felt like he just took him out of he took he stepped out of that WWE world and was just like, what would I do if I was me for real? Mm-hmm. I would go kick his ass. Yeah. So he just went and started kicking his ass. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend like I got Fale and Carl and Gallows behind me, and I'm mm. just gonna go whoop his ass all night. That's what, that's literally what it was, and it was like that for about a solid half hour. He was just he whooped his ass like eight all, times in all a half hour. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. He just wouldn't stop. And, yeah. and why would you? You know, you logically, beat him I up. Get in my the hands ring. on him again. If y'all gonna keep letting me get him, I'm gonna keep getting yeah. him. <laughs> beat him up outside the ring. Run around the ring. Beat him up again. Why Run around the other stop, side of the ring. You know? Beat him up again. Go he to the ramp. Stop. Come back. Get him again. Then go backstage. Get him again. You know. This is wrestling. They're not gonna fire me. No, I'm gonna keep gonna kicking do. his ass. Yeah. What would Austin do? <laughs> yeah, just mean. whoop your ass. So yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I really want him to win. Um, but uh and Triple H is creating the moment. I mean, it's in London. You know, see, and, that, and, time? and that's another thing. It's overseas. I feel like and but I, this is the thing, they would hate they hate. They hate it for as much as people hated Finn watching him beat down Seth all night, unless you were like a real wrestling fan and you were loving it. Oh, no. Yeah, I love um, it. For all the people that hated it, it's going to go into London feeling like Chicago because they're going to cheer the shit out of Finn. More than likely. And the tables are going to be totally. I mean, they're still going to sing Seth's song. Yeah. But the backing is going to be with Finn. Yeah, and, and obviously that's not Finn's home country, it's but it's right Bre- it, it's right it's across be, the pond. It's gonna be like Breton, Canada. Yeah, it's like it, it's still right across the pond. Yeah. So not that long of a plane ride. He just paints a good picture. Um, 
Yeah, so you're, that's all I so you're going Finn? I'm going Seth, but I really want it to be Finn. All right. So we 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 got the same we got the same thing on that. I would love it to be Finn, but I just feel like it's gonna be Seth. All right. So then the next match, probably the second most important match of the night, the men's money in the bank ladder match. You got Ricochet, Nakamura, LA Knight, Santos Escobar, Butch, Damian Priest, and the new addition. Logan Paul. And honestly, I feel like this is a match I'm not going to be upset with whoever wins, aside from maybe like one person, because they're I feel like they're just in there to add a body. But all things considered, I really don't have any gripes with the people in this match. I'm um, speaking of add a body. Don't be surprised if Bronson Reed makes it in this week. Um, they've been writing this like he's going to get in anyway. Right. Like, I, I feel so, like they've been trying to, like, inch him in. Like, don't be surprised if it if they booked it as a six and it just moved to an eight. Because of Logan. Well, well that's what it was. Eight. Yeah, it was a six. And then now it's a seven. They and storyline an eighth person in there. I, I feel like there's kind of just. Eh, eh, they like privileged, slowly, they privileged Logan Paul in there and then they storyline wrote Bronson in there. Well, yeah, because Bronson's whooping everybody's ass. That's in the Bronson's match right whooping now. Everybody's ass. So I so, mean, I'm sure Bronson will enter this week, but it doesn't change my pick. No, it doesn't um, change mine either. It's gonna be Paul. I called it. I literally, I remember us being on the pod, and um, us talking about, oh, who's from London that's in there? They could possibly blah blah blah, and we're like, oh, Butch, and Butch, of course, qualified. And I was like, man, how crazy is it going to be to see Logan Paul push Butch off the ladder and win the money in the bank? Before Logan Paul was even considered in the match, before they were in rumblings and then pops up this week, boop, boop, I'm in the match. Don't got to qualify. I'm just in it. And immediately I went, called it. You did. Logan Paul's going to win the money in the bank. I mean, I'm not mad that Logan's in it. And... (laughs) Yeah, good. But um, yeah, so I'm not mad he's in it, but let me talk to you. So obviously, like I said earlier, there's a lot of people in this match that I love that are in it. I like that they put Ricochet in, Santos needed it, Priest, LA Knight. There's 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 a lot of people in this match that I like. I even like that Logan Paul's in it. The kid's freakishly athletic. He's surprisingly good for somebody who's only done four matches. I wasn't I sure they, they were going to do it because of the injury risk, but like I mean, true, but with the people that you have in this match, it makes too much sense. You have another freakishly athletic person in Ricochet who him and Ricochet have had arguably the best spot of the year so far in the Rumble. Um, And then you got, like I said, him and Ricochet, best spot in the Rumble. Santos Escobar, somebody who's doing pretty well right now with fans. Shinsuke, a guy who needed to be in the match. Priest, a guy who's really over right now with the fans, even though he's a part of a heel faction. He's my dark horse. And then, you know, like I said, all these, most of these people, and then Butch, like we said, from London, so it makes sense. 
all these great people we have in this match. I'm not going to be surprised if any one of them win. But, dude, for me, L.A. Knight is just too hot right now to not pick him. I, I got to go L.A. Knight, man. I don't know. And I would pick Damian Priest all day. But I just feel like Paul's the celebrity. They're not going to give it to the celebrity unless your you're going to. Priest. I'm going to be yes, honest. Pre we got the priest same dark horse. We got yeah. the same dark horse. So we just got two different people for winning, but both our dark yeah. horses is, is Priest. I, I feel like LA Knight's just too hot that you can't give it to him. The dude's over right now with wrestling fans. Arguably, definitely the best person you have on the mic in the match. And arguably one of the best people in the company on the mic. The dude's, yeah, is he 40? Yeah, of course he's 40. But the dude's got so much damn charisma and talent that it makes up for the fact that he's 40. Bobby won his first world title when he was mid-40s. So AJ was 40 when he got his first world title. Well, let's let's put it, let's put it like this. Um give me the reason you're picking LA Knight. The dude's just everything with him right now. I feel like you can't deny it. Like you can't, you can't not give it to him. Like obviously he hasn't won a title in the WWE yet. Okay, sure. But it's just, it makes too much sense. He's over with the fans right now. He's great on the mic. He's better than most people on the mic. He's 40. Yeah, but he's never had injury issues. The dude's never been hurt. Now knock on wood, hopefully it doesn't happen now that I just said it, but and he can still he's still great in the ring. He's 40, but he looks like he's 30. He moves like he's in his mid-20s still. The Duke has great matches every time he goes out there. Him and Santos Escobar just had a great match on SmackDown. Him and Ray had a great match, even with the slight slip up towards the end. They were able to fix it and catch it, and most people might not have seen it. And then him just ripping everybody in the money in the bank match apart this past week. I feel like in the last six months from when Maximum Male Models ended to now, L.A. Knight storyline-wise has hit a whole new stride. And we were worried about it when he was feuding with The Fiend, and it was like, oh, this is going to not be too great. But it didn't – it ended up not being that detrimental to him. He came back from it because that feud was dog shit. Mm -hmm. And he came out of the ashes better. So, I mean, I feel like – you can't deny LA Knight right now. Whether he wins a world title from this or not, that's still up for debate. But I think winning the money in the bank would be a long would be a long ways ahead for him. If Logan Paul wasn't in it, I'd be picking LA Knight. And because I I understand that. I I, I would say L.A. Knight because before Logan Paul entered, L.A. Knight seems like the only person that can continue in this sort of role where he's lying in wait because it's better that the Money in the Bank winner has kind of nothing going on. Mm -hmm. Play the shadows, you know, be less important, be forgettable. So that when the time comes, forgettable, but it's memorable. more of a, it's more of a surprise mm -hmm. because you know you don't want to see it coming. 
and Triple H knows how that's properly done. So if we're doing a lot of return to form, it just feels like that's the best way to go. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, Logan Paul is in the money in the bank. And don't get me wrong. If Logan Paul loses, it doesn't hurt Logan Paul. So it's perfectly no. it's perfectly possible that anyone else could win. Mm-hmm. But I say Logan Paul because, again, Triple H has put me in the perfect position to suspend my disbelief. Because how easy would it be for Logan Paul to win money in the bank and get more heat. Nobody wants to consider Logan Paul as being a champion again, but at this point, he's had enough great matches that we as wrestling fans can't deny that he's good. Oh, no. So how crazy would it be as a story for Logan to win money in the bank? Let me put it like this. His character as story, as a person, as online, as whatever, is as a bit of a slime ball is falling perfectly in line for the people that the money in the bank was made for. It is. When you think money in the bank, when you think Edge, when you think Dolph, when you think the certain kind of people that had the better cash-ins and how it's kind of a heel-by-nature contract, Logan Paul is in a prime position to launch himself into being one of the greatest heels because imagine imagine Zack Ryder's internet character entering that money in the bank but instead of it being for the intercontinental title it was from it was for money in the bank mm-hmm. and then imagine him actually winning the world title Based off of, imagine it, not even, don't even imagine Zack Ryder. Imagine early Miz, because that's what it's like. It's almost like taking the Miz character and what he was solely based off of, coming off of the internet, coming off the real world, coming off of a guy who just said on the internet, I'm going to be a fucking wrestler. Yeah. And then actually doing it, but taking like every low road he could, but having to having to do it better because you're actually that good in the ring it's it would be it would be it would be everything it would be like well, the, it would be all the heat in the world yeah I, I see what you're saying and I would agree to that my thing is he's just not there enough like yeah he's a celebrity he's on the part time schedule I get that if he was there a little bit more he don't even gotta wrestle like if he was just there doing backstage segments or just doing promos backstage or being involved in segments, then yeah, probably. But I also don't I don't think he needs to win the money in the bank just to get the title, because I feel like there's in, there's a simpler route you could do. I feel like there's a simpler route and you could probably do it at the next pay-per-view. 
I don't know. Like you, I've... like you have him. Here, here's my thing, right? Let's say you have him. To, if we're getting to the end of the match, and he's getting up the ladder, he's literally got his hands on the briefcase, and then I don't know. Somebody comes in and makes a save. Let's say Ricochet hits a crazy spot where he springboards off the ropes, and then hits the diamond cutter off of the ladder while Logan's on the ladder trying to get the trying to get the uh briefcase. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's down laying awake. Ricochet tries to climb up the ladder slowly, slowly. LA Knight pulls him off the ladder, knocks him down, however you want to do it, gets the briefcase, right? So Logan loses. And then the next show, Logan cuts a promo in the ring, whatever. Austin Theory then comes down. Like Austin Theory comes down, makes fun of him. How did you lose money in the bank? But I won money in the bank, yada, yada, yada. And then these two go back and forth. It's funny, you won money in the bank, but you didn't win your cash in. And then they go back and forth. Logan then references his U.S. title. They feud for the U.S. title at SummerSlam. Theory has nothing going on right now. And like you said, losing money in the bank isn't going to hurt Logan. So those two feud at money at SummerSlam. Bang, bang, boom. We have That's a new a U.S. champion. Second. That's a good second. But... We have, And it makes perfect sense. He can promote the U.S. title everywhere. You're not going to miss the U.S. title being on the show that much. And then he can come back for significant matches defending the U.S. title. I guess, but... I listen, listen perfect listen, perfect first listen, match for listen. him. Perfect that first match same. for him. That's a good second. If they don't do that, that's a good second. Him and Ricochet. It just it feels better. It feels better if he wins the money in the bank. Because I don't know, man. For all for as over as LA Knight is, Logan Paul is bigger in scale. Well, obviously he's bigger in scale. The dude's got a the dude was He's, a YouTube star. That's what I'm saying, Duke. But just that's because exactly you're a YouTube star doesn't mean you need to win money in the that's bank. That's exactly the what chance. I'm saying, Duke. That's exactly what I'm saying. He, he, it doesn't. It wouldn't feel like he earned it, and he shouldn't feel like he's earned anything. Dude, that's just lazy it's writing. Part if of you it, have Logan no, it's win. not. Part of him being a heel is the fact that nobody wants him here. You should get things you don't deserve because it helps your character. You already got like you're invading and getting opportunities you don't deserve. If you you already got the thing you don't deserve. If you could force yourself in the money in the bank and win a match you weren't even supposed to be in to cash in on somebody that's already beaten you and take it to a, a, a Rollins versus uh Paul three for the world heavyweight championship. You've stolen a main event as the world champion. You would have all the heat in the world. You see how you're shaking your head? You'd be pissed. But you'd no. have to watch it. In that moment, he becomes Floyd Mayweather. No, because then at that because point, the Rollins winning. and Seth at that point, Rollins and Seth heat, three isn't even Rollins amazing. and Seth three. So what? If you're so gonna what? do Rollins I beat and Seth him. Three, do you wouldn't it the tell, right you way. You wouldn't be able to tell him that. 
Because I guarantee you, you would know if he beat Seth Rollins, it'd be like Chris Jericho beating The Rock and Stone Cold in the same night. Whether it was all him but or that not, was beautiful. he wouldn't shut up about it. But that was beautiful. And that's why it's going to be beautiful. He is not Jericho. He's going to be able to say, it doesn't matter. He's going to be able to show up the next night, be like, I main evented with Roman Reigns. I won the money in the bank. I beat Seth Rollins after going to WrestleMania with Seth Rollins. Now I'm the world heavyweight champion. It doesn't matter if you hate me. It doesn't matter how you feel. You got to deal with that. For all that, LA Knight could do the same damn thing and say it But it wouldn't be as big. But it wouldn't be as big. And you can't hate L.A. Knight. Why can't you? Because we love him too much. He's the rock. He's stone cold. He's already got the people. He can't get us. It's like Seth Rollins. He's already at that level. It's not going to be the same. I don't There's more genuine heat with Logan Paul, man. I don't know. Because I feel like Logan's going to be in that. I feel like Logan's always going to be in that spot where one feud, he's going to be the face. And then one feud, he's going to be the heel. Not if and he right, get the right way. Dude. And right now, he's that heel. Following that whole arc, you build him as one of the biggest heels in the business. He's like David Arquette, but he's good. And aren't we going to have too many heels? At least no. big, At least big heels? No. Because you, you always have one on every show, right? SmackDown, we have Roman. Roman's the number one heel. Yeah. And then Raw, we have Dom. Yeah, but Dom isn't actually World Heavyweight Championship material. No, I'm just bullshitting now. Let me stop. Exactly. So we talked about it earlier. If he beats Cody, then we have to consider him in a different light. But right now, say it like this. There can be only one, which is why Dame is, is the dark horse and this yeah i don't i don't know for because, me it, because finn, it's if tough. it's gonna be anybody it'd be finn or dane before it was dumb but none of yeah. them feel like they're solidified as the guy yet yeah but it's just Paul is a legitimate like the legitimate uh uh heel if he if you follow that story arc he immediately becomes the most hated person yeah i, I don't know it's, it's just tough for me to see logan in that light and i think it's for me it's you know how i feel about the part-time thing that's why I'm I not feel I, you. I listen, I that, feel that you. that's why it's so hard for me to get behind it because I I can't do the part time and thing. I feel that's you. why I was I saying just, the US title might be the better route for him because we're not gonna miss seeing the US title. I'm yet. not I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm I'm behind it morally. I'm saying it just makes sense for money. <laughs> and at the end of the day. That is the most profitable way. That is the most globally over way. It it, it would it just makes the most sense. Back to money. Why not make one of the biggest internet stars who can legitimately go in the ring a world champion? If he's willing to go out there with the best of the best and consistently have a great match. Yeah, I just look and, and and you literally just said it in words. Now. You have to, you and have I to, can't. you have to, I you can't. have to respect it, dude. I'm you no. can't be, you can't like it. You don't have to like it, but he's going out there with the best of the best and produce great matches Ugh. every single time. Does he get opportunities he doesn't deserve? Yes, but does That's he prove me. he deserves to be in the ring with everybody else that's in the ring at the time? Yes. 
Does well, he, he does get he on does. the same level as everybody? Yes. So if he fucks around and wins money in the but bank and wins the, the world title, you have to sit there and respect it because he's put I on can. a great match with Seth Rollins and he can hang with the best of the best and you already know it. I'm not denying that he can't hang. It's just it's the part time. It's going to be great for the. I can't. Yeah, because Brock being a part time champion was great for them too. But it was though, and we don't like to admit it as wrestling fans. But Brock, Brock, what Brock ended up doing over the time that he was on and off again champion, for the people that helped us build towards the end of it now, is so much better. Glad you can admit it was good. Um, <laughs> nah, that's gonna be another topic we got. Man, if if Logan wins, All right, yeah, we're we're, if, we're if Logan wins, if Logan wins this damn match, that's gonna be the topic of next week's pod. If Logan wins Money in the Bank, that's gonna that alone is the topic of the pod, and that's all we debating. Right. <laughs> so have a dark uh, match just on that. The, yeah, that's it's gonna be the dark match episode just on Logan. All right, so the last match, probably the most important, the Bloodline Civil War. Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa versus Jimmy and Jay, the Usos. It's a, it's a, the head of the table versus the ones. God, man. Florida really did have a lot for us when when we were together. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was obviously we watched it. We seen how it broke down. And just like you said, man, storytelling, just long-term storytelling. Be- did we know did we know it was going to happen? Yes, we knew it was going to happen. Did we think we were going to see this at a money in the bank in London? No, we didn't think we were going to see this at a money in the bank in London. Did we think the turn was going to happen on a SmackDown of all places? Probably not. But it happened. We're here. And now we got to pick sides. So, Stevie, are you on the island of relevancy? Listen. Or are you with the ones? Listen. Ultimate heel decision or like ultimate this. face decision? I'm going to say it like this. My loyalty lies with Jey Uso. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't even know if this storyline is really this storyline. I don't know what to believe. But my loyalty lies with Jey Uso. He's the one. Okay. Whether it's them, whether they the ones, or it's just him. Whatever, however the night ends, as long as Jay wins, I win. That's what I'm going to say. And I'll say this. I do love the return to form. Mm-hmm. I love the promo. I love them sitting back and going at the end of the day. We the best tag team on the planet. Long as so tenure tag that team. lockdown back, that Uso penitentiary. That was an, that, that was another important thing that they touched on. The longest tenured tag team in WWE history, like consecutively, mm. thirteen years doing it. Better than all y'all. 
No matter who came, who went, we still here. Still champs. Big champs. Now, you know what? For three years, I've acknowledged the tribal chief. The head of the table. The man with the golden hand. Now the golden title. Mm. I've acknowledged him. I've paid attention to what the wise man has said. And I can say right here, right now, I'm acknowledging Jay Uso, man. I, I can't I can't go against Jay though. It's not even Jimmy. I, I don't it, like is it bad that we're not here it's for not Jimmy? Jimmy? I'm not we're here, here for, Jimmy. for Jay. But Jay is the one. Jay man. is the one. Y'all may be twins, but he Neo. There can only be one. Listen. And storytelling at its finest when when the turn actually happened i acknowledge simba <laughs> when the turn actually happened and jay being the beautiful actor that he is man he's just been carrying this okay. for like it seems like the last few months my mother listen to your older brother joshua mr prime king mr all-american mr captain of the football team mm-hmm. you've been keeping up with him but I've been keeping up with your ass. And he's just done keeping up. He said, I don't keep up no more. Y'all follow. I don't know how this is going to go. That's why I said, as long as Jay wins, I win. Because I don't know what's going through Jay head. I don't know what the next twist and turn is. I don't know if, if he really with Jimmy. I don't know if it's Jimmy following Jay lead now. I don't know if. They really doing it together. I don't know if he already playing something with Roman. It's, I don't know how it's going to go. But I know Jay's the future. Jay's young Simba. And I'm following Jay. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I, I think that's for the both of us. Wherever Jay goes, that's where we're going. <laughs> that's where it is. Man. So if it's a swerve and Jay just happens to go back with Roman at, at yep. Money in the Bank. Guess what? I'm showing up next pod. Bloodline. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bloodline. Bloodline. And if they end up not turning, hey, they the one. Yeah, I, I will say this, though. If Jay does wind up transitioning back and this goes a little bit longer, he does such a good job at hating Paul Heyman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he probably does a better job hating Paul Heyman than anybody I've ever seen. Because they've established that that's still an issue, even if you come back. Uh-huh. So... Mm-hmm. And knows, poor, man. man, poor Solo. Solo don't even want Solo don't know what he's doing right now. He lost in the sauce, man. He lost in the sauce. Solo seemed like that dad that even when he's wrong, he just gonna get angry and start throwing shit. He just <laughs> he just yo, I don't know. I don't know what's up with Solo. Solo just he just trying to play the role. He just a good, he just a good soldier. That's what it is. Solo just you know how Paul soldier. Heyman says I'm just the advocate. Solo's like I'm yeah, yeah. I'm just a, I'm just an enforcer. He's just, he just an enforcer, man. He just he just do, you know what I mean? I I, I go where the money trails. It's is. not his role to be the rebel. You know what I mean? He goes he goes to wherever he's supposed to be the last chip to fall. Him. Yeah, uh-huh. he's supposed to be the last chip to fall. So Solo just had doing what he gotta do, man. But all right, so we both we both acknowledging Jay. It's Jay. Okay. It's always been Jay. All right. So 
That is the Money in the Bank rundown portion of this show. And you know what? I think it's time we get into these shout outs, man. Oh, yeah. I got to I gotta go home before the shout outs. My go home is this. Mm-hmm. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, we reported on AEW. We're doing predictions for Money in the Bank. But very upcoming, very soon, Impact Wrestling is having Slammiversary 2023. That is their WrestleMania. That is their biggest mm-hmm. event of the year. And for the past, I want to say three years, they've been knocking every single Slammiversary out of the park. Yes. And just in case you wanted to know what the World Heavyweight title headline for this year is, it's going to be mm-hmm. Alex Shelley mm-hmm. versus Nick Aldis. Mm-hmm. The Impact World Heavyweight Championship. Sound like money to me. The Motor City Machine Gun era has arrived, and they are starting with the top of the NWA's uh 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 legends list. Mm-hmm. It's oh what a banger. Okay, shout outs. My figure for this week is all gaming. <laughs> all reason gaming. being, reason being. Um, I just finished Call Me Late. I just finished both the my both the my rises, um, the 2K career mode. I just finished the men's and the women's one. Not bad. I mean, could be better, but not bad. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. I was interested more in the men's one than the women's one. Whatever. I finished them. I finished like my first two years of my universe mode. Um, you might see some of that on the TikTok or whatever. Um, I just finished that, so I nuked my entire roster because I want to go, I want to move into Twitch soon. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I had an idea of doing an entire jobbers roster on my GM, and that being my t- my Twitch stream is just an all jobbers. So I got, I got like, I got like some high level jobbers, and those are gonna be the legends. Like Dolph Ziggler is gonna be a legend, mm-hmm. and like Shelton Benjamin is gonna be a legend. And then uh, a William Regal is going to be a legend, but I also have like regular tier ones. Like, um, I'm trying. Who who can I say this? Like, not offensive. Like, Mister like, Kennedy. Like, I got I got Cedric. I don't have Mister Kennedy, but I was thinking about it. Um, I got MVP as an unlockable. Um, who's who's some people that I download? I downloaded Starboy Charlie. No, you're not really a job of Starboy, but you haven't exactly won a whole lot of things. Um, but just like amazing guys that that have three minute three minute warning. The hurricane, yes, not three minute warning. Um, but like, but like people like that, like a bunch mm-hmm. of like Stevie Richards, like uh, just just a bunch of like great great jobbers over the course of years. Um, Simon Dean, Hit Row, like <laughs> like just all those people. Um. To try and do like you know, so it can incorporate a little bit of the pod. That that'll be like most of my first twitches will just be an all jobbers my GM, uh, just because I think it'd be hilarious in the chat. Um, so all four of these are, um, people that have helped make this a reality. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, first off, um, I don't I don't necessarily enjoy WWE's like base level people if you've ever played my gm they have like mm-hmm. some people that are like straight straight indie indie freaking people 
that are like 300 bucks and like you know what i mean like you can't they're not really anybody but you can sign them the permanent contracts if you train them and build them up or whatever i don't want to use those people so Mm -hmm. i got my people from somebody creating their own custom calls so if you're on ig you just need um some people that look cool that you want to help build a space or maybe you like their gimmicks or you want to add a couple of those people as depth guys or maybe champions possibly on ig look up greenland cause um instead of the two e's in green it's two threes mm-hmm. but it's greenland cause on ig that's where i'm getting my um my super indie guys that aren't actual people moving on from that pot creates who's been doing this for i don't know how many years but just been making amazing calls the twitter over the like call universe through wwe 2k23 has been absolutely ridiculous this year and it's just it's felt like in tandem for anybody that's played the games have been online following everything the 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 level of detail for people they make is incredible and i've been able to find so many people that look exactly like you know like charlie dempsey and just like Mm -hmm. nailing the freaking detail you guys are amazing um another one i want to say this name right but i've never really known how to say it but on twitter on ig it's uh i want to say azorthius 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 but it's like a z o r t h like azorthius i feel like it's yeah azorthius yeah Azorthia sounds right. Um, on IG and Twitter, he's if you if you if you want a, a general, like this is a good guy to follow because I think he's done this two or three years in a row. He's made like every single generation of the Hardys. Oh, okay. And when I say every single generation, I mean like if you're looking for for a Hardy from ninety whatever. To this year, he's made every single version of that Hardy. And I want to shout him out, but I also want to say you haven't released High Voltage yet. And I see Mm -hmm. you on Twitter working on it. And I need High Voltage because he was the very first person on my list. So now I feel like I'm shorted because I've seen the screenshots. And I had that DVD seeing Matt Hardy's High Voltage. And Mm -hmm. I really, really want... (laughs) So if we could... Get high voltage out there, high voltage Matt Hardy out into the the community creation, so I can finish this up. Um, and then, last but not least, Doghouse Gaming for all your retro gaming needs. Gotta do it every pot. Yeah, uh, that's my figure four. Shout out to those guys. All right, so I was lengthy. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Hey, gotta shout them out while you can. So, my rundown of shout outs this week. First and foremost, because he was just down here with us. Shout out to the homie Reckless Figs, man. Go check him out on Instagram. Go see all the dope figs he be throwing up. We're going to wind up having him back on the show sooner or later. Definitely. Got you. Got you. Uh, the next, I have an indie wrestler, Tony Leenda. This guy's been doing great stuff on IG and on the indies. If you haven't seen him, literally just go to Instagram, type that in, and he's going to pop up. He'll be the first guy you see. Next up, we have... High Side of the Ropes podcast, great friends, always showing us love. So we're going to extend it back to them. They drop episodes every couple of days, so make sure you check them out on Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, 
all that dope stuff. And last but not least, the homie Arcade Pop, because this Saturday I'll be jumping on a live stream with him and we'll be checking out Money in the Bank, doing a rundown and talking some wrestling, shooting the shit, doing what we normally do. And yes, right, I man. dropped a curse bomb, but that's what I do. <laughs> I'll see if I can. I'll see if I can hop on the chat or something. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I might actually be available for once. Um, last thing, last thing, last thing, because I know you wanted to talk about this. I know I'm. We're running long. For anybody that normally listens, we don't really go this long all the mm-hmm. time. We usually try to keep it a little shorter. But if you made it this far, you're a freaking trooper, dude. Tell them about the Kurt Angle thing before we go, because I know you wanted to talk about. This. Okay, so this past week, Kurt Angle did a normal episode on his podcast, the Kurt Angle podcast, and someone brought up the topic of Randy Orton. Mm -hmm. And Kurt Angle got into somewhat lengthy detail about it, said he's been talking to Randy almost every day, every couple days. Obviously, him and Randy are close friends. And Kurt, Kurt was able to mention that he know he knows for a fact Randy will be back very soon. Mm. Now, so, do you think Randy said that to him, or do you think one of the wives said that to him, and he was like, "Oh, okay." Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Randy was just on his podcast not too long ago. Oh, okay. okay. So, because I know their wives are really. Tight. Oh yeah, they yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the three wives are pretty close. Yeah. yeah, no, but yeah, Kurt was able to mention it on the podcast. He said he's been talking to Randy the last couple of days talks to him almost every couple of days and he knows that doctor said randy can't shouldn't come back they just advised him not to mm-hmm. but randy's gonna do what randy wants to do and he's been healing well so he said he knows for a fact randy will be back very soon now when exactly he doesn't know but he said knowing randy and knowing what's going on he expects him back sooner rather than later so mm-hmm. just just some hopes for the huge Randy fans out there. Would you cry if he decided he was just going to come back for like one more last match? And um, yeah, he came back to end it with Edge for Edge's last match and they rode off into the sunset together. I'll be completely honest. Yeah, I'm going to cry. And I'm not even ashamed of it because I'm not. I kind of already see that happening. Yeah, I'm going to cry. Because they was talking career ending before this and them suggesting Randy not do it. And I would, I'm sure he wants to go out on his terms to at least have one more. And I know Edges is coming up and mm-hmm. Edge isn't exactly in a position we kind of wanted him in going into his retirement year. So I could see them being like, let's just go out there and do it one more time. And I'm not a country music fan. Together. There's definitely going to be country music playing off of that that video. I'm not a country music fan, but uh, I, I'm I'm the, I'm gonna be hearing that Scotty McCreary song in my head, where it's like, "Can't you just give me five no. more oh, minutes?" Man. Oh man! And that's what the we did for you guys walking just up the now. ramp together. Oh my god! That's what we just did for y'all right now. We just gave y'all five more minutes. I'm sorry, <laughs> but, yeah, but guys, dude. that's it for this week. Like Stevie said, if you made it this far, you are a trooper. You are a gentleman, a lady, and a scholar all (laughs) together. There you go. But if you've been here before, guys, thank you for sticking around. This was your first time here. Thank you very much for sticking around because this this was a rough one. But it was a good one. We got through a lot. We, We shot the shit. We had fun. So 
With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into this week's episode. Make sure you stay up. Make sure you stay blessed. And as always, stay dangerous. Stay dangerous. Oh, no.